morning, you Hope family, and welcome to TNT Devos. So happy to be with you here today. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Oh my goodness, it's been a complete joy to know that you're here sharing your day with us. Oh my goodness. My name is Angela Wonsinski. I'm with Pastoral Care at the Friendswood Campus, but usually on Devos, I'm hanging out with you guys on the YouTube channel giving out shout outs to the coffee cup ladies and the sweet friends like Leonore and Linda Gordon and Heidi Loverkamp, Chris Richards, sweet Tabitha, Linda, Mary, Debbie, Jerry, and Carrie, and my good friend that I got to know and love, Nancy from Ohio. All you guys, you have my heart. Oh my goodness. Some of the Facebook friends that I know, Cindy Taylor, Michelle, Leslie, love, love, love you. And the list goes on and on. Can I be the first to tell you happy Valentine's Day? This is officially Valentine's weekend, so happy Valentine's Day and big virtual hugs to all of you. And I also want to wish a happy birthday to my oldest son. He's going to turn 31 on Saturday. And happy birthday to my dad. He's a really Valentine baby. He's born on the 14th. So birthday blessings to you both. I love you. Hey guys, help me out with this. I had this fun idea, or at least I think it is. It's going to be fun. Sharing some heart emojis this morning with you and making it fun on Valentine's Day. Maybe we can put a heart emoji to Valentine's Day for the 288 campus. Send one over to your campus pastor, your church friends, the volunteer that greets you at the door on Thursday are the one who serves you coffee before Sunday service. Put their names in the chat and put a little heart next to them. Fill them up, fill those chats with the names of the people or the teams, like the worship team or productions. You have their name in your mind. Go ahead, ready, set, go. All right, while you guys are passing out hearts to everyone, I do have a couple of announcements to make on what's happening this weekend. This is the last weekend to sign up for Life Group. I know, it went by really fast. Listen, listen, guys, stop being shy and plug in. You don't want to miss an opportunity to get connected. I, I can remember the first time my husband and I signed up for Life Group. We got a chance to meet a lot of new people, and it really anchored us in a really tough time. It gave us a chance to connect with other believers, and it was truly a God-perfectly-timed opportunity I will never forget. Thank you, New Hope, for making Life Group an important step in knowing Christ and making him known. The Night to Shine is also happening on Friday. It's going to be a virtual experience. It's happening. This is our sixth year hosting the Night to Shine, and it will be a memorable evening. There's no stopping that events team. Nicole, G, Jake, along with the Tim Tebow Foundation, made a way during this pandemic to make everyone have an awesome prom night experience. It's going to be so incredible, so awesome for everyone. My cheeks are always so sore from smiling and feeling the love in the room, and it will happen again on Friday night in a whole new way. I can't wait. New Hope family, can I pause for a minute and just say, wow, <clears throat> I never thought I would be in this hot seat. Can we call this the Lord's mercy seat? because I'm gonna need a lot of grace and mercy doing this for the first time. It's such a unique privilege, I don't take lightly. And right now, I feel like a toddler, putting on my papa's big boots, trying to walk and not fall. 
So thank you, Pastor Tim, and to the leadership team for agreeing to do these devos. It was an answer to a prayer that many of us didn't even know we had, but oh, how it kept us all together. And we had a chance to meet new people like Nancy from Ohio. We may have never had a chance to meet before, but because of this, here we are. On Tuesday morning, if y'all remember, Larry mentioned that this week marks one year in doing devotionals. And he should know because he and his team have made it all happen. They work behind the scenes with the lights and the sound and the cameras and, of course, much more. And we get to sit back and enjoy the fellowship. So a super thank you to you guys. Really appreciate you. And I love it. Okay, now let's get started with our final Proverbs. So go ahead, grab your Bibles, open up your favorite app, and let's read together. Let's start with Proverbs 31, verses 1 through 9. The saying of King Lemuel, an oracle his mother taught him. O oh my son, O oh my son of my womb, O oh my son of my vows, do not spend your strength on women, your vigor, on those who ruin kings, it's not for kings, O Lemuel, not for kings to drink wine, not for rulers to crave beer, lest they drink and forget the law decrees and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. Give beer to those who are perishing wine. Give beer to those who are perishing wine, to those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Speak up for those who cannot speak up for themselves. For the rights of all who are destitute, speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. I love how King Lemuel's mom begins with words of affirmation of her son. It shows us how much she loves him, how she prayed for him since he was in her womb. So obviously, she, what she's about to say is for his good and not harm. She tells him three important things. Stay away from godless women because they will ruin you. Stay away from drinking and being drunk. It's not for leaders. Drinking clouds the mind and being drunk would cause him to have poor judgment, right? She wanted him to focus on doing what was important, like speaking up for the rights of others and judging fairly. And the best way to do that is with a sober mind and obviously with a God-fearing wife, which now leads us to the famous illustration of the Proverbs 31 woman, the wife of noble character. It shows us what a woman who fears the Lord truly looks like, how resourceful and wise she is. So let's dive in and read in verse 11. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. He has confidence in her. He knows that she fears the Lord and that she keeps the Lord first in her life. He sees this every day in the life that she leads, the way she conducts herself at home, the way she speaks with him, the way she speaks to others, and the way she completes her task. It's as if the Lord himself is in the room and with her and is everywhere she goes. Her words and actions bring him confidence and she brings him good and not harm. 
You know, sisters, there are some simple ways that wives can be harmful to their husbands. I remember when the Lord showed me that I was being harmful to my husband by something so simple as eye rolling. <laughs> we all know what that looks like. I've done it, you've done it, and you're probably doing it now, putting in those emojis with the eye rolling, right? But can I tell you what the Lord said and how he feels about it? Well, one day I was washing dishes and I just paused and looked out the window for just a minute. And at that time, the Lord gave to me something that he impressed in my heart. Do you remember that show, I Love Lucy? I remember watching the show almost every night as a kid. Lucy Ricardo was the star of the show. <clears throat> she was a complete thrill seeker. She was always trying to get into her husband's show business. She would spend way too much money and inevitably things would go wrong. Her husband, Ricky, would find out because she would end up making things worse by trying to cover up the problems that she made. Her husband, Ricky, well, he was Cuban-American, so whenever he would get upset, he would start speaking Spanish really, really fast. And at that point, Lucy would turn her head and roll her eyes and make some of the craziest little faces. She liked to mimic him in order to diffuse her own emotions. But this is what the Lord showed me. That's disrespectful. When I rolled my eyes at something my husband said that I didn't like or agree with, my eye rolling was bringing my husband harm and not good. And to be honest with you, I'm pretty sure I already knew that. As a matter of fact, I'm sure of it. Because believe me when I tell you that that attitude was never permitted to be displayed in my parents' home. Not to them, and not even to my brothers and sister. We weren't allowed to be disrespectful to each other. <laughs> At least not in front of them. But I thought, I really, really thought I could get away with that attitude in my own home. Well, because it's my home. <laughs> Those were my feelings, and well, he just needed to know, right? Mm-mm. No. The Lord said no. Not from his daughter and not to his son. So, yikes. <laughs> I went over to my husband and told him all of this. I told him I was sorry, and I asked if he would forgive me. He looked at me in this surprise, and he said, of course I forgive you, and gave me this big hug. I was so deeply thankful. Can I tell you this? That was all God. No one does this kind of stuff, but that's part of my God story. One of many stepping stones the Lord has shown me on this journey. You know when the Lord reveals something to you and impresses a message on your heart? He takes the time to show you what needs to be corrected. Mm-hmm. So let's take care of it and don't go back to doing what's wrong. We don't need to be like the Israelites going around the mountain for 40 more years, not learning and not sticking to the thing God has shown us. Let's learn the first time and let's stick to the plan he's given us. Amen? Amen. All right, let's jump down to verse 20. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When I first read this, I quickly thought of my friend Patricia Stevenson. She's one of our volunteers who on her own got up on Easter day last year to bake a ham. 
She drove to downtown Houston and served it to the homeless. She came back later to tell us that the soup kitchen was closed due to COVID and asked if we could help her make some sandwiches so we can deliver them the following weekend. That small ham started an outreach that grew to feeding several hundred homeless persons a weekend during this shutdown. Yes, Patricia feared the Lord and baked a ham, which started this outreach, which led many to the Lord and even included several being baptized during our Baptisms Everywhere weekend. <laughs> a special shout out to my friend Terry Collins over at the Webster campus who not only provided the portable baptism tub, but he helped during the entire event. God bless you. To Pastor Mike and Mark Davis, who have come and shared the word. To Nicole and Shad Perez, the worship team, who brought in songs of joy to lift up their spirits. Thank you guys so much. All right, let's pop over to verse 15 with me and read. She gets up. While it's still dark, she provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. Hey, I have a question. I have a question. Are you an early riser or a night owl? Can I share a fun fact with you? <laughs> I read an article titled, Seven Morning Habits That Can Infect Your Entire Day. And guess what? Guess what? <laughs> Rising up early was one of them. No surprise there, but here's why. A study published by the American Psychological Association found that early risers are happier and more successful than those who go to bed late. They tend to be more proactive, get better grades, and better anticipate and minimize problems. So there you go. You early risers, you get the big thumbs up this morning. <laughs> okay, let's move on. There's more. In Proverbs 31, 26 through 27, it says, She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Hmm. My parents were also early risers. They worked so hard. I really, honestly, I don't even remember them taking a sick day. The only time I ever saw them off was when we were on family vacation. On a regular work day, my dad would be the first up and out. And my mom, she worked from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. But before she left, she would oftentimes make us this incredibly delicious, creamy, hot oatmeal. And that sounds good right about now with this cold weather, right? But right before she would walk out the door, she'd come to my room with this little hot cup of oatmeal and lure me out of bed. Angela, wake up. Time to wake up. I know. She was amazing. She spoiled us. <laughs> if I close my eyes, I can still smell the cinnamon and taste that yummy oatmeal she made for us. Yes, her children rise up and call her blessed. Thank you, Mom for not hitting that snooze button three and four times or waiting until the last minute to fly out of bed and leave us to fend for ourselves. She clearly wasn't the woman who believed in the me time. <laughs> she made sure her house was in order before she left for work. Thank you, Mom. Your example is still in my heart. 
which now perfectly directs us to 31, 29 through 31. Read on. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. Hmm. During my study, I got to read about a Jewish custom called the Shabbat. It's an evening dinner prepared on Friday. Before the meal is shared, the husband will read Proverbs 31 over his wife. Okay, let's wait a minute. Let's pause. Do you remember all the Proverbs that are in 31 and how beautiful they are? And everything that we just read and reading what a noble, God-fearing woman is. Now here this husband is reading this particular scripture over his wife. I'm very visual, so I'm imagining this moment between the two of them. And he sees the joy on her face as she hears those words. Can you imagine hearing the words of the Lord spoken from the heart of your husband over you? When he looks at her face and sees her smile after a long, hard work week and before the rest of the evening meal, before they can sit down and share it, he takes the time to bless her and remind her how she's valued in the home to his life and what an amazing blessing she is to their children. I've never experienced a Shabbat dinner, but as a prayer partner, I get to pray with people every day and see the transformation on their faces and hear the change in their voices after we pray. And it is beautiful. It's infectious. It brings blessings to both of us. God works like that. And if you pray for people or with people, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you never have, I encourage you to do it. Do it today. Call a friend, your spouse, a neighbor. But before you hang up, pray with them. Or just call and say, hey, you know what? I want to pray with you. And then see what God does. Especially now. Especially now. People need encouragement. Being in agreement that we believe that God is here and that he sees us, that camaraderie between believers, we know it. And we believe in the same God, the one true God who is all-knowing, who is all-consuming, who listens to us. At that moment, we're in agreement of that truth, that God is good and that he is alive and well in that room and in our hearts and in our words because we trust the Lord with everything that we have, with all our heart, with all our mind and all our strength. Friends, this proverb was written so that a young man, a king, would know what to look for in a wife what values he would be able to find in a woman who fears the Lord and the blessing that would be a part of his life forever. No one person can do collectively what we've read here, but that's not the point. Rather, this is how we should aspire to be, how we should live out our lives and why it's important. We read how a wife, a woman, will know her value that is within her because she has hidden the word of God in her heart. She lives her life according to the word of God. 
so that everywhere she goes and everything that is required of her is unto the Lord. This is the truth that is contained within her because of who she is and because who God is in her. But here is the challenge for you. Your soon coming king, well, he's in fact already here in your hearts, strengthening your arms and your mind, giving you all that you need so that you can glorify him in everything that you do, thereby blessing his name and your family. When your husband is at work, knowing you are taking care of the family, and he knows, he fully knows God is number one to you, that you're being guided by him, that God is the source of your strength and peace, you excel them all. When you extend your hand to the needy, you excel them all. When there's food in your pantry and being served at your table, you excel them all. When you keep God first in your life and your husband truly knows that he is your second, you excel them all. When you rise early to read the word before you start the day, you excel them all. The book of Proverbs begins with a command to fear the Lord and ends perfectly today with an illustration of a woman who fears the Lord and how her life, how her life honors God, her husband, her family, her community. The fear of the Lord, it stirs our hearts with the love, the reverence, the trust, having full confidence in Him. Our worship and adoration is for Him. Listen, I want you to hear this last part. Noah, Noah feared the Lord, so he built an ark. Mary, Mary feared the Lord, so she poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. Moses feared the Lord, so he led God's people out of Egypt. Mary Magdalene, who was healed from seven demons, she feared the Lord, so she served him. She was there at the crucifixion, the first to witness the empty tomb, the first to witness Jesus' resurrection, and the first to share the resurrection message. Hallelujah. Mary, Jesus' mom, when the angel first appeared to her, I think we've all remembered her replied, do it unto me according to your will. In other words, not my will, not my understanding, not my efforts, but yours, Heavenly Father. And through that obedience, our Lord was born. They feared the Lord, and look what happened. We know their story. Now, let's bring some examples to our times. Pastor Tim and Jane, they feared the Lord. So they traveled to Texas, picked up a shovel, and broke ground right here in Manville, Texas, and started New Hope Church. Patricia feared the Lord and baked a ham to feed the homeless when the city was shut down. Terry Collins feared the Lord, so he went out and purchased a metal tub so that during baptisms everywhere, he gave his crewmen an opportunity to be baptized and then drove it to downtown so that the homeless could be baptized too. My friend, Norma Gray, she feared the Lord. So she and her husband went to Bible college, came home on leave one Mother's Day weekend, picked up the phone and called me and invited me to church. Not only that, she came over to my house and picked me up and took me to church. 
and I heard the gospel like no other time before, and I feared the Lord, and I called to Paul in his name and was saved that day. No turning back. He got me, and I got him. It was by no means an even exchange. His love, his forgiveness, his mercy, his grace, it overwhelmed me. It scooped me up and changed me the trajectory of my life forever. Praise be to God, my God, my Redeemer, my Lord and Savior and soon coming King. He is my rock and strong tower, and he is that for you. Amen. All right. Dear Lord, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for your instructions this morning on how to live a godly life and why it's so important to you. This is the best way to live so that everyone can benefit from it. Thank you for the strength we need in order to live it. And Lord, we pray that you will always be glorified. Thank you for the cross and the resurrection power it gives to our lives. I pray that everyone who hears this message knows that if they don't know you, that they can call upon your name and be saved, just like your word promises. I love and trust you. We love and trust you. Your word brings healing and joy and blessings to all that hear. And I pray that they know you evermore. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, guys. All right, guys. So we hope to be able to see you tonight at your campus and or on Sunday, either in person or online with our iCampus. Thanks for sharing your morning with us. I love you. God bless you, and happy Valentine's Day.